0: I'm going to begin in the middle, at level three, autopilot. Most of us on any given day will find ourselves here. It's called autopilot because we aren't consciously controlling our thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors. We move through the day by responding to all the urgent needs that appear before us. Although we may not be as strategic in handling them as we could be, we feel productive Because we get the task done. How many of you relate to that statement? That's a paragraph from the book, Your Brain's Not Broken, written by the amazing Dr. Tamara Rosier, PhD. She is my guest again. And today we are talking about the emotional health ladder and why it's important and actually it's fundamental to managing ADHD. So buckle up, you're in for a treat. And if you don't know about Dr. Rosier, let me give you a little bit on her. She has been a professor, a college administrator, a leadership consultant, a high school teacher, a business owner, and an ADHD coach. Through those adventures, Dr. Rosier has developed a valuable insight into ADHD and how it affects one's life. As founder of ADHD Center of West Michigan, she leads a team of coaches, therapists, and speech pathologists to help individuals, parents, and families develop skills to live with ADHD effectively. I am so thrilled to have her back with us again. So here we go. Let's talk about how to manage our emotions through the emotional health ladder. Welcome to Proudly ADHD at work, and in business. I'm your host, Coach Kathy Rashidian, and I help professionals like you understand the science behind your unique brain so you can unlock that inner genius. Ready to transform your ADHD into your best asset? Keep listening. Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. Today, I have my awesomest person in the world back with me, the author of Your Brains Not Broken, Dr. Rosier. Thank you so much, Doc, for being here. We're going to go to another chapter of your book. So last time, we talked about the It Grid and yes. for those of you if you haven't experienced the solvent Grid or know about it, I highly recommend listening to that chapter. And I'll I'll put the show notes in there for you to to link to that conversation that Doc and I had. And it's encouraging because some of you reached out to me with with your own little doodles of the Solvent Grid based on the conversation her and I had, and showed me how you've done your solvent Grid. and And that's just amazing because. Honestly, I say that this book, it is truly my go-to ADHD handbook because her stuff is practical, the metaphors she uses are so relatable. It's just, it's, it's good for my brain, this book, let me just tell you that. So, Doc, welcome back. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, thank you. So this time, we're going to talk about all things cultivating emotional health. There's a chapter in your book called Climbing the Ladder. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Let, let's get into this from this perspective. I get asked about productivity, time management, procrastination, all of this, you know, cliche stuff that that we circle around within the ADHD community all the time. Yep. But as I went through my coaching journey and coach training and talking to experts like you, what clicked for me were two things. Amygdala hijacking the brain yep. and emotional regulation. So I'm going to plant those two seeds. Take it away, whichever you want to go, and then we're going to go into the ladder. But let's go into that point first. Why is this important?
1: Well, I'm going to say something that isn't popular, and so and you know what? It's just so funny. I just realized I I say it on your show because I feel like I'm safe with you and yes. your listeners. Okay. Bring it. I'm going to say something. This isn't popular, but I need people to hear it. Unless we emotionally regulate ourselves, we can't be emotionally healthy. And if it sounds like I'm not being fair to those of us with ADHD, because what's our number one problem? Emotional regulation, right? But but we've really got to work hard at this emotional regulation thing. I told you earlier when we were talking, the next book I'm working on is about family relationships. And it's a hard book for me to write. But guess what? I'm I'm going to tell everyone the punchline of the book. Emotional regulation. That's it. But having relationships are really difficult with yourself and with others
0: if you're not emotionally regulated. Amen. Say that to the people in the back. I was going to do an episode on this whole amygdala hijacking. I think that's kind of like the root of it is I feel like some of us with ADHD we're constantly living in this emotional or the the amygdala hijack world. So for those of us that don't know what I'm talking about, can you yeah. just give your two, th- 30 second, whatever, what am I? What do I mean by amygdala hijack?
1: Yes. So little anatomy lesson first though. If your listeners put their fingers on their forehead, that's where we call the prefrontal cortex. And that's that wonderful modern amenity that we have that remembers where to park your car remembers to, you know, plan ahead. I mean, that's crazy for me. It knows how to work a calendar. It's the seat of short-term memory, working memory. It's a very handy part of the brain. But for those of us with ADHD, especially who aren't appropriately medicated, we have inconsistent access to that part of our brain. And so we're very genius in our approach. And so what we do is we simply go to a different part of the brain. And I'm oversimplifying this, but there's another part. So if your listeners kind of use their fingers and put it over their ear, they'll kind of be in the area of the limbic system. Mm. And the limbic system at the very center, it's not the center, but it's a little nodule inside the limbic system called the amygdala. And that little peanut, it's the size of an almond Mm -hmm. in a human. I don't know this because I've never dissected, I've never been in a cadaver lab, but my daughter who has tells me that's actual true thing. So it's about the size of an almond. And that is what keeps us alive, and it's what keeps most mammals alive they have an amygdala, right? And the amygdala is constantly going, okay, where's the threat? Where's the threat? Where's the threat? Where's the threat? I have chickens. I didn't know if you know this. I'm a
0: chicken person now.
1: Cool. I, I bought some chicks, I raised them, and now they're chickens.
0: Okay. And we had chicks I, for, for one week. We gave them back to the farm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Happened this summer. Continue. Maybe chicks are a lot of work. But I watched
1: their little amygdala. So chicken brains are not you know, if you call someone a chicken brain, it's not a compliment. Okay. Very into their amygdala. Right. And all of a sudden they'll stop and they'll turn and they'll, they'll look around. Right. That's their amygdala. And so there's three that people really know about fight, flight, or freeze. That's when the amygdala goes, whoa, danger, do one of these things. Um, Since now we're kind of we've gotten adapted to that. There's a couple others like please or appease. Yeah. I won't get into all the trauma responses, but there's other responses, but the amygdala snaps. Well, those of us with ADHD have very twitchy amygdalas and we get confused. We think things are dangerous that aren't even dangerous. And we also get confused the other way. We think things are dangerous that are not dangerous, but that There's other things that really are dangerous. And we're like, "Ah, potatoes, that's fine. We'll do it. Let me tell my head about
0: plane. (laughs) Yep.
1: There are times we can't really, truly judge a threat. A lot of my clients with anxiety, that's because their, their amygdala is constantly twitching. Twitching isn't really the medical word, but they're overly sensitive to threat. Thank you. How's that?
0: Did that explain Yes, that explained it because now we're going to talk about the emotional ladder. So just before we set this, before we go into it, for those of you that that aren't looking at the diagram that I have, so there are five levels that that Doc is going to go into. Level one is present and calm. Level two is attending to. Level three is autopilot level 4 is survival and level 5 is delusional. Let's start in your book you start with level 3 which is autopilot and i think i lived in autopilot most of my life till oh. I didn't know any better. So so tell us why you started with level 3 that autopilot and what the heck does that mean.
1: Yeah. So by the way i should say i I worked on this with a good friend of mine, Cam Gott. He's an excellent ADHD coach. Yes. And he and I were working on this where I said, you know, I'd like to kind of create something that can help people understand where they are in their own emotional level of health. Mm. And it's really what they're doing with ADHD. And so autopilot is this part where we're not really connected to anything we're just doing the next thing. We're just surviving. We're not, we're not not surviving right at the lower levels, but at level three, we're just kind of like, we're just doing
0: life. And I
1: bet you've been in autopilot
0: before. Oh yeah. A thousand times. Yeah. (laughs) When my baby was born, the the first two years was autopilot. I just tried to survive. (laughs) That's exactly it. And so you're actually just doing the
1: next thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what you're doing. So in autopilot, in our bodies, we're we're not really kind of aware of our bodies, and you know, what? in a weird way, in autopilot, we're not a, aware of our minds either. We could easily. I I'll be honest. When I get very busy, it's easy for me to slip in autopilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just do the next thing. You know, you mentioned when you had had your daughter, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's, um. Gosh, I swear I spent like eight years in autopilot because I was always exhausted just trying to do the next thing. So we don't want this, this ladder isn't to bring shame to anyone. The ladder is just for you to pause and go, where am I? Is this where I should be right now? Is this where I want to be right now? Am I capable of being on a different level? And sometimes autopilot is like, I'm just doing the best I can right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that consultant that's working 16 hours a day and and comes to the realization. And when I ask him, okay, so we've been coaching, you've been taking the meds. And it's not that none of it is working. It's just like, where's the space for you to implement any of this? There is no space. Eight. Right. There is no space to even go eat and have a break. So what is within reason? So when when do we dip to the survival one? Because the, the lower level, level four is survival. What did you yeah. mean by that?
1: Survival starts to get a little bit stickier. Survival is when our ADHD starts to kind of get a little bit more primitive and we start to see
0: threats everywhere. Oh. Nobody likes me. They don't accept me. My workplace is not accommodating. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah? Okay.
1: And we start to believe the stories and we start to act on the stories. Mm. And what's happening in our body isn't great either, right? By the way, something I should have said at the top of this is we're going to naturally move up and down the ladder in a day. Yes. (laughs) Like I may start out, I'll be really honest. I started out at level four today. I woke up. And I had lower back pain. Why? I don't know. My body just decided to rebel. And so I did some yoga. I, you know, I had another appointment. You know, I did all this stuff to really care for myself. Oh, and guess what? Because I was caring for my body, my mind decided, okay, we'll follow. Right. But I had to do a lot of work to just get at a level three. And then I sat for a little bit, had a cup of tea, talked to my daughter. I moved up to level two, which was a, a little bit more of awareness. And so I'm just telling you, even I just progressed, I'm aware of it, and I progressed through these ladders
0: or through I like the- that, because there, it lessens the expectation of, oh, I need to be at level one all day, every day, which is so unreasonable because no human being <laughs> could be that consistent all the time. Right. I like that. So with level, then let's go down to the five. Did, why did you call it delusional? Uh, that's <laughs> Dang. I, I, I know. You're like, dang,
1: girl, could you back that off? Okay, but level five is is literally where either you're the absolute victim or you're the fighter. You're doing one of those things. Remember we talked about how the amygdala, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, essence, mm-hmm. the amygdala decides no matter what we call it, to play dead or fight, okay. All the other variances are uh, mm-hmm. around the trauma responses are really that, right? So either we become the victim, like everything happens to me, I can't do anything. I have ADHD. Yes, right. <laughs> Which hey, let's be honest,
0: we've all had those meltdowns. Yes.
1: Okay, guys, we're not putting anyone down who hasn't no, had that
0: ADHD I meltdown have it once a uh, once a month during my PMDD phase. Continue. <laughs>
1: Yes, and I didn't mean to chuckle over that. That's a real thing. It's true. I remember one time I was going through such a sad time in my life, and I live in Michigan. And in Michigan, we have springtime, which means pothole time. And those of you who don't live in a cold climate, you get potholes from the freezing and the thawing of pavement. And I got my second flat tire within a week. Mm. I was already in a bad time in my life. And I remember... like okay, I, I can figure out how to do things, right? It wasn't, I wasn't, I just sat down and I lost it and I just cried because you know what? It wasn't just a flat tire. My life was a mess. Everything was a mess. Mm. And and when I say delusional, it means I was so wrapped up in how crappy everything was. I couldn't think straight. Right. And I had a huge meltdown. And the meltdown was me sitting in a parking lot of a gas station, just blubbering like a baby. I was at the, one of the lowest points of my life. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you this because, hey, none of us are above level five behavior. But I do want you to know level five is dangerous if you stay there. It's delusional. And I you're going to post this on your website, right? The latter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If people go to my Instagram, you can also find, I've done Instagrams on this too. So you can find a little bit more information, but the idea with level five is we're almost egocentric and that egocentrism makes us not able to think clearly at all.
0: Mm, I I mean, was I thinking about being a good human at five? No. (laughs) Uh, This, this takes me to workplace. So the connection that I draw with this one in the workplace is that you've been working so hard, keeping up with everybody else, but you're constantly misunderstood. Nobody hears you in meetings. Nobody's listening to what you have to say. So you get to this level of frustration that you're like just angry at them. But then you're like, okay, I'm going to impulsively resign and go to the next job. But guess what? You're taking level five with you to the next one.
1: You got it. That's exactly right? what
0: happens. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening.
1: And here's what it, here's why I'm concerned about level five. Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoy being at level five.
0: Yeah. It's and, quite stimulating, know, doc. Here
1: you go. Okay. Thanks for understanding because I'm not saying it's fun, but wow, wow. to wallow, to molt your feathers, like, it somehow And by the way, this is a generational thing. So guys, I get it. I'm old, okay? But people who film or who record themselves crying on TikTok, I'm like, like you're enjoying this. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to pick any fights. I'm just saying there's something about the four and the five that's emotionally stimulating and interesting to us. Mm -hmm. And frankly, being at levels one and two, well, that's hard grown-up work and I'm not sure I want to do it anyway,
0: right? Yeah, it actually reminds me of another example of I was running this support group for a while and sometimes there were a few folks that would want to take it to this level and didn't mind being in this level for a while, like every session after session. And I have no problem with support groups. We come together, we unite, we share, we do that circle of sharing and all that stuff. But you got to draw the line of, okay, but at some point, we got to move up these ladders or we just are enabling yes. this doom and gloom, which is highly stimulating. And it doesn't mean that I'm saying toughen ups. Look, I hate that. No, like, oh. no, that's but not it. it. It's like, get the emotion, recognize it. But then what am I going to do? That conscious choice that we talk about? That yeah. you, what, where do I want to take it next? So then on that point, so I,
1: he, I, want, I want you to know something. I'm, I'm talking about this in a way I don't normally talk about this because of who you are, because you're just kind of, and and I'm saying this to your listeners on purpose. Kathy shows up at a level two and one to her people and normally, and she also knows her stuff, but it gives me safety to say things. Mm -hmm. And That's when we're at the higher levels, we actually give safety to other people because, If I said something that you didn't understand or didn't, didn't agree with, you'd be like, no, wait a minute, Tamara, tell me more about that. Yes. Instead of a level four response going, hey, Tamara, guess what? I reject you. You're stupid.
0: Well, there is that. We unfortunately are in this culture these days of the the language police, Right that yeah. of all oh, you just triggered me and actually i i do have another guest that i ta- i'm going to talk about this whole language in the workplace and mental health in the workplace and it, it's it's important that he, i always say tame the joan of arc let's put her armor down you can still be joan of arc and all over the place but could we just just like not have her full armor on because there's time and a place for this and also Imagine the amount of cognitive resources it takes out of you to constantly be in this highly emotional intensity of, oh, reactive. there's another person. There's another yep. person. Yep. Well, you just said,
1: like, so levels four and five are highly reactive levels. Reactive. Yeah. What? Now you made me mad. Now I have to fight you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when I'm at a certain level, I affect other people. And and that was why I pointed I and I didn't mean to embarrass you to your listeners, but because you are, you know, practicing level two and
0: one, you make it safe
1: for other people to
0: speak. I'm not always there though, Doc. I tell you, like oh, some days it, it does go down. No. Right. Oh, no. Um, I mean question though on this. So then if somebody was a neurotypical listening to this, they're like, well, I go through that too. But yes. through that ADHD lens, how is it? amplified. So I, you know, this is one of the
1: things that I get a lot. People will say, well, I read your book and I'm some of those things. Mm -hmm. Well, you are some of those things, but there's a test. There's a test of three things, intensity, duration, frequency, that test of three really makes it more diagnostic, right? Uh, Good We, We do things. So remember earlier in the book, I do talk about a scale of one to ten, our emotions, and ADHD folks are usually at a one or a nine or a ten, whereas neurotypicals tend to be at a five, mm. and they may go up to a seven, and as down low as a three. and And the reason why is we have our extremes are more extreme, right? So our levels of health, first of all, we get easily. We're easily feeling rejected, easily hurt. And because of that part of our brain that is in the limbic system, always on guard, we're kind of always ready to fight Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, pretend to be dead. Whichever, we're always ready to do one of those. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard on us. So that's why the levels of health are good for us. Um and I can only really manage my ADHD sy- symptoms well at levels 2 and 1. I'm very very metacognitive when I'm at those two levels.
0: So let's talk about those two. So we have attending to and present and calm. Like those oh, words do not, with what? Those are in the vocabulary of ADHD book. Which I, I, just president hear the pres- yeah. I just hear precedent call. And I'm like, yes, that's
1: where I want to be. I have okay. a dream. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to attending to, what is that all about? Attending to is the metacognitive state. In other words, okay, okay. I get this. I'm aware. I'm really aware of my surroundings, but I'm not hyper aware. I'm taking note. In automatic pilot, we're going on automatic pilot until something twitches our amygdala. Then if we actually bump down to a level four, Mm -hmm. but at level two, we're, we're walking through this consciousness. So you wake up and you know, guess what? Your husband said something kind of jerky because he's human and he has his own ladder, Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're at level two, you're like, wow, that guy must be having a hard day. Guess what I think at level 4. Well, I can't say all the words I I really think, right? Cuz you would have to beat me out. See, our thought process is different. And so at level 2, I'm labeled I'm able to put myself in proper perspective. Like mm-hmm. just maybe that wasn't about me.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense? That's yes, and I'm too. gonna I'm gonna draw a parallel to I was listening to the amazing Dr. Gabor Mate. Yes, I I adore this man. And he was it was it was like in the midst of COVID and he did this Instagram live where he was talking about vaccine, no vaccine, and this division between people. And what he said that really helped me process this, because you know, we all have our emotions and our opinions about yeah. this. Well, and he said, when we look through a compassionate lens to that person who is in the indigenous community and the trauma that they received way back when the injustices, the African-American and what happened to them. And right, like he goes, when you look through that lens of where these conversations truly rooted from these disagreements, then you humble down, right? So for me, at that level, when you seek to understand it's. Like it was gold for me when he said that. And I'm like, okay, done. So if somebody comes to me and they're anti-vax or pro-vax, yeah. I'm looking at it through the lens of compassion of this is their sphere of understanding, their point of reference.
1: Here's my, and here's where it ties into the ladder. I love, love that you brought this in. That's level two and level one thinking. It mm-hmm. cannot be done at three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. You're too egocentric to do That's it. That's right yeah I love I love the depth you bring to this because that is exactly it. So yep. at level two, I could go, oh, hold up, hold up, let, let me put myself in my I know where I end and you begin. And that's what level two can do. Oh, so you might have woken up and your back is hurting, so you might be cranky. instead of going, well, how dare he all those words. Level three or four, well, level three, you just kind of go, whatever, I don't have time for you. Level four, you just take those little hurts and
0: kind of feed them and help those grow up to be big hurts. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I think in those levels, you're constantly trying to defend your opinion, defend yourself. And it's so exhausting. I mean, if if we're already so like, you know, with our executive functions, so Oh, we talked about that in the beginning, right? Like, if you're already that jacked up as it is, why would you want to keep feeding it, right? So, on level two, when we talk about present and calm. Level one. I mean, level one, pardon yeah. me. When we talk about present and calm. that be real about that. Like, how often does that happen in a day? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. Let's, yeah. Well,
1: let's be real. We don't live at level one. Mm. Live and maybe Ned Hallowell does because that guy is pretty, pretty awesome, right? Every time I meet Ned Hallowell, he's kind, he's gracious, he's not trying to prove anything to me, he's not trying to go, Look, I wrote over 30 books, which is true,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? He's just a really kind and he's so curious about people, right? We can't be curious about people in level two or until we're at level two or one because we're egocentric right? At the lower levels. so, But even Ned probably has his days, right? I don't know that for a fact, but I assume he's human. So let's talk what it's like to be in level one first, even though we know we don't stay there for a long time. Mm. Level one is when your brain and your body, they're actually connected. And you kind of go, all right, I'm a, psychologists call it relaxed alert stage. It's the best kind of stage to be in to learn. It's the best time to coach in. It. It's the te- best time to be coached in. It, it's really, we're open, we're curious. And so if someone says, well, here's what I believe, we're not reactive, like at a level four, you go, huh, why don't, I don't know about that. Can you help me understand that? Mm-hmm. You hear the absence? Like we're curious. And by the way, for ADHD people, I call curiosity an emotion. I don't know whether it really is or not, but I feel like it is an emotion for us. And so we're just very relaxed. And all the emotions, we're aware of emotions kind of floating by us, like in a river. We don't try to drag one out of the river, hold it, feed it, make it a pet. We're just like, well, that startled me a second. Now, can you help me understand that? It doesn't mean we don't have standards at level one. We don't we still know what we believe. We'll still fight for what we believe. It's just that I don't have to hack at someone. I can kind of focus that energy and go, okay, help me understand this. And it again, it's it's a kind and gracious way to treat one another.
0: Yeah, you oh, don't have a personal but, agenda. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But do you hear how at level two and one we actually can introduce other? Mm. At levels three, four, five, it's all about ourselves. Hey, listen, it's a doggy dog world out there. I'm wearing milk boat underwear and I just gotta do this. That's all. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Love the ladder. And also, folks, just so you know, the visual that I'm looking at in each each of these sections, they have broken it down when I say they, Dr. Rosier and, and Kim, what they've put together is they break it down by awareness, attention, emotional voice, body engagement, ADHD symptoms, and relations to other. And I think it's really good when you read it through this lens of just kind of okay, in this state, these are the things that are happening. This web is happens to awareness, the attention and so forth. So I highly encourage you again, I fangirl this book like it's nobody's business. So please, I have the audio book and because this is how I listen and read books is I have both. I have the audio and the book. <laughs> so on that note, let's go into, okay, we started with how does this relate to productivity, getting things done? So let's bring it back home. Okay, Mm -hmm. we now know all these emotions and the latter. I start my day, I look at my calendar, and I'm (laughs) like, okay, what am I doing today? Mm -hmm. What's one way that I can incorporate this into the doing part of? Mm Because I think we talked about the being part in this segment, but what about the doing part? How do we relate it?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. You're actually helping me. My next book is all about the relationships and getting ourselves We have to have ourselves in the right place in order to have relationships. And so something that I recommend is your morning dashboard. So looking at the ladder and go, okay, where, where am I realistically? Not where should I be? Really? Where am I? I mean, I woke up in a little bit of a pissy mood. Mm -hmm. My back really hurt. It's like my, my spine felt too short for my body. Mm. Everything was out. Mm. And so I was cranky about it and it affects my mood. And so my body just took my mood right down with it. Like, Hey, we're going down. And I woke up and I did run an analysis. And even before I saw anyone today, I did some yoga to try to loosen my body. And it's because I had that morning dashboard of where am I really on the ladder? And, so before even thinking about what I had to do, I took I took stock in where I am. Because guess what? If I'm at a level four, I got to tell you, I can't see clients. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll go, hey, listen, I think you're whiny. Now, how, how about we stop that? <laughs> that is not coaching, my friend. And you know that too, right? But level four Tamra would say crap like that. Level four Tamra isn't a well-trained coach. Level two is... Level one is, but level four she doesn't coach, and so I'm like, oh crap, we gotta how how am I going to manage myself? So what I'm saying is, I cannot be productive until I analyze where I actually am. Now, let's say I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm at a level three autopilot. Now, the the cute thing about doing this, if you think you're an autopilot, the odds of you going to level two, just increased a lot because yes. you're starting to do some metacognitive work there. Right. So if you can take the time each morning, really, you can go, wow, you know, I was an autopilot all day yesterday. And I, I guess, I mean, I even forgot to eat. I forgot to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. How can I do this differently today? All of a sudden, now you're kind of doing attending to." And sure, you might drop down in the next two hours, but you're trying to train your brain to start. The other thing I do is I try to match, and I kind of alluded to this, where I need to be on the ladder with what activities. Mm. So if I'm doing a family facilitation, that means there are 25 family members in a room and generations of families. And I'm talking to them about ADHD and I, and I know, you know what, Tamara, guess what? Yeah. You have to be at level one. I literally start preparing myself to do that work a day ahead of time.
0: Makes
1: sense. And and so what I'm saying is you have to figure out the B before you can do. And our culture loves the do, do, do. Trust me. I'm highly task oriented. Like. I used to find meaning. I still do, from making big lists to getting them all done,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, By the way, someone called me an overachiever one time. I got really pissed. (laughs) Cam kept looking at me going, now, why are you upset at that? I'm like, I'm not an overachiever. I just get stuff done. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because you know why I was so angry? I felt called out for my level three autopilot Mm. because you know the truth is at level two and
0: one I may not get as much done
1: but the quality goes up
0: boom right there it is exactly that yeah yeah Yeah, I think that's it it's like the autopilot is this is the way we've been conditioned to do things is make sure that every slot in that dang calendar has something in it and I, I talk about in my, in one of the episodes, I talk about what if there was space in there and we're not used to that space, doc, because it's almost like <gasps> there's space. That means boredom. That means like, what do I do with myself? Yep. Well, it, it is why we go into autopilot all the time.
1: And it's why we like four and five. At least it's interesting. Some of my clients have said, I actually think level one is boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I have to tell you, it's really not, but it is that place where you're like, okay, all is not right in the world. Nothing has changed in the world, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm.
0: It's that feeling. And you know what? It's unfamiliar because we've been so used to the other way yeah. that it's so unfamiliar. And when it's unfamiliar, it's uncomfortable. And yeah. I love Barbara Luther. She always says, Kathy, get uncomfortable. Embrace yeah. the uncomfort." And I, you know, and now that I'm in that other way of my calendar and it has spaces in between, there's yeah. no more guilt and shame because that is my new way of it. And it's, it's easier. Then yeah. when I have an intense day, there's room for that intensity to right. work through. Because if, yeah. if there is that no space to that, then there, you have no room to process it. Right. It, it's really, I used,
1: okay. In autopilot, we don't process. Mm-hmm, right. hmm We don't process. We just keep doing, doing, doing. And you know what? We're good little soldiers like that. A lot of us are just like, do, do, do. And we look productive and so we keep doing it. You know, when people talk about masking, that's a level three behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and by the way, a neurotypical listener might go, well, this is just good for neurotypical people. And guess what? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yes. This is a human thing that we're talking about. Yes, It's brain science. <laughs> right. But I'm talking specifically to ADHD folks because we're, we get stuck. Again, all humans get stuck. But because of that twitchy amygdala, we get stuck towards the lower levels easier. And I know that's pretty provocative to say.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it, and so we have to work harder. Just like everything else with ADHD, we just have to work harder.
0: Yeah. Oh, this was good. This was good for my soul and to my listeners. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Doc, have I forgotten to ask you anything? Is there anything that I should have asked that I didn't that you want to tie into this topic?
1: I, no, I something I appreciate appreciate so much about you is your depth of thinking, like you brought all of the examples, I'm like, yes, I wasn't prepared to bring that example, but that's a great one. So you were a great partner today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you as always. I can't wait for the next book. And then we can come and talk about it here and I can geek out. Oh, of course. Anytime. Thank you. you. All right, folks. This was another segment with Dr. Tamara Rose. She's such a gift. The book of Your Brain's Not Broken. Highly recommend it. And until next time, my friends, check that ladder up and down and sideways. See where you're at in it. And, and as she said, you move through it throughout the day. So don't aim for perfection. For those perfectionists listening here right now, do not aim for level one. And until next time, keep on shining.